Welcome to the Pop Bonsai Hotel Set. Whether it is your first stay with us or your returning patron, we want to welcome you into our conversation. What is it about hotels? They are both communal and isolating, luxurious at times, but also decrepit, a microcosm of culture and class. Over this four-part series, we will be taking a look at the world of transient living through a lens of pop culture. Set down your bags, grab a drink in the lobby, and enjoy your stay with us in this Pop Bonsai mini-series. So in, J- in Japan, they have, like, Love Hotels is a big business. Have you heard of Love Hotels in Japan? Uh, no, I have not. So Love Hotels are everywhere in Japan, and they are basically a hotel that you rent by the hour. You can rent them for several hours, and some of them even offer 24-hour rental. But uh, I believe the Japanese term, it's Rabuho. Rabuho is the name for Love Hotels. I could be wrong on that. But they're just known as Love Hotels. Uh, and they kind of started uh, post-war. You know, Japanese are very traditional. Uh, so a lot of them live with their family till you know, later in, in life. And so if you wanted a romantic tryst, you know, and you didn't want uh-huh. your, uh, to hear your parents hear the tatami mats squeaking, you had to rent a hotel. So uh, especially in the 80s and early 90s, these, ho- these love hotels were a booming business. And to stay competitive, uh-huh. this is the cool part. They're all themed, Jay. They're all themed love hotels. So you can go to like Casablanca or the Oz or whatever it is. They all have these weird bombastic names. Some of them, I've seen some that are, the building is actually shaped like a giant boat. Uh, And the rooms are all, it looks like cheesy love rooms that you would see in movies. That's fantastic. Yeah, Why so, don't we have anything like that here? Because we're because you're puritanical, man. Well, actually, the Japanese are very conservative as far as that, but they have like a seedy under under sex belly, under belly yeah. sex. I don't know what it is, but they <laughs> they get freaky and they um they have these love hotels and they're great because it's so cool because you can go into like a jungle room or you can go into like a, a space room or you can go into and they all have usually like um a king-size bed of course um a jacuzzi or hot tub some of them like a heart-shaped mm. or whatever it is cool lights the lighting is all uh set to romantic settings to really kind of encourage uh copulation oh, of is, course is, I'm, I'm trying to be very scientific with this jay i've only been in one uh and at first you're very because you have you go in and you pick your hotel room from a screen like the available hotel rooms so you can pick like oh i want the um uh the the hippie room 1969 (laughs) right woodstock room and then it drops down you get like a slip then you go to a counter and pay and oftentimes the counter the person behind the counter there's uh um, a divide so you don't have to look them in the eyes you know they can't see you you don't it's all about anonymity jay yeah you want to take your special lady there or wherever you want 2021 uh and uh go in the room so it they really made a market for it uh and it's really neat and what do you think a good theme for a love hotel room would be you know, I was just been, I was thinking all this stuff, you know, like uh, uh, Cloud City from Empire Strikes Back. Mm. Do you think they that? Even... Do you think a love hotel would have to get um, rights? Oh yeah, sure. To do a big one, or you well, just have to, I don't know. You don't call don't it know, cloud, because... cloud City. You call it Cloud Sexy Room. Yeah, right. uh, Cloud Town. Cloud uh, you Nine. Know. <laughs> but there was a, a themed. Um, uh, bar in California called um, it, it was basically supposed to be the the, the cantina Masaisley, but oh, they didn't yeah. call it that. They called it the uh, I forget what the name of it was. Scum it was villainy? like a little pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah Scum yeah. Villainy Cantina, and and uh, yeah, it was themed, but it wasn't exactly like it. So I think that's how they got away with doing it. But well, here's the question: Could you have sex in there? Welcome to the Pop Bonsai Podcast. <laughs> Bonsai! 
All right, this is part three of our hotel set here on the Pop Bonsai Podcast. For those of you who have been listening to the whole set, you will recall that we started off watching a little movie from the 90s called Four Rooms by Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, two others I forgot at this point. And then we followed that up with mm, the most seminal hotel song there is, The Eagles' 1977? Seven? Five. 1975. Oh, five, oh, five. Five, the seven song. <laughs> uh, I, gotta go, I gotta go back and listen to that podcast. Uh, hotel California. We talked all about that last episode. So, Jay, we're in the third part of our four-part hotel set where we're using pop culture to take a deeper dive into how pop culture, you know, puts out the world of hotels in the world. What are, what are we, what is pop culture telling us about hotels? How do they want us to view hotels? What are they reflecting back onto us? What do we have for the third episode, Jay? Well, so far, it seems like pop culture does not paint hotels in a positive light. It's grim. It's a real grim. <laughs> it's grim. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. Welcome oh, yeah. to the Grim Reaper room. You have checked into the Love Hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's on the menu? Death. Uh, yeah. Um, a lot. When it Four Rooms has some dark undertones. Uh, Hotel California has some dark undertones. And this week's... Um, Pop culture pick has some major dark undertones. I don't even call them undertones, like overtones. Yeah. They're like the mighty, mighty overtones. (laughs) Oh, sure. We can go that route. Yeah. Never have. (laughs) What have we got? What's what's our what's our title here? This was your you found this bad boy. I found this. Because I actually read the first issue of this four-part series last year when it came out, but it was a little too heavy. I mean, we were in the middle, like right in the middle of the the, the first part of the pandemic and everything, and I just I couldn't I couldn't deal, you know, just just mentally. I didn't want to be here. You um, wanted lighter fare. Nothing. Wrong yeah, with that. yeah. I need some Archie, you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, this this round we're going to be talking about a comic book series a four issue series called a uh, hotel and it's spelled h-o-t-e-l-l um so like i said it came out and started coming out in august of 2020 and it was published by uh, a new comic book publisher called awa upshot studios that uh former uh, marvel editor-in-chief um, axel alonso created and this book was actually part of their launch series. Um, it was this, another book called um, Archangel 8 and uh, The Resistance. Um, but yeah, this was actually one of their their Black titles ships. that helped launch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't heard of this uh, company before. And I, I've read some uh, off smaller comic book companies. I'd never, I'd never read anything by these guys. Yeah, they're, they're putting out quite a few things. and. Um, well, I guess like the main thing, the, the main draw was, uh, a title called the resistance that J. Michael Straczynski was doing, uh, who was the writer for Babylon five and, uh, gosh, yeah. They, oh, another one was a uh, year zero. I think I like wrote a, a review for resistance. Oh, did you? Yeah. You know what? I, I think I, I think I'm going to, it was a short review. Here's, I think here's, I can summarize it. It said, uh, resistance is futile. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, by Borg Travis. Yeah. By Borg Travis. Uh-huh. Huge hits on that uh-huh. one. Viral. <laughs> locutus. <laughs> At two locutus. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's a, a new company and it's got kind of a, a similar uh, structure, like a similar um, a business model as image okay. where they, they kind of try to put the creators uh, more in charge. Mm-hmm. TKO uh, is, you know. is, is trying that too. And trying to kind of do in-house stuff as far as like shipping and things like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean um, you open this up, it doesn't feel like something like caliber comet comics where it's basically like web comics that we've taken and, and packaged them in here this looks uh 
like it could be from you know image itself you know i think mm -hmm. it's actually better than some of the art quality and the storytelling the writing is is better than some of the lower level image books like there it reminds me of this that that um anth horror anthology the ice cream man which i believe uh -huh. is on image uh and i thought the I, I thought the art in that and the storytelling in that wasn't that great and this and so when i started reading this i'm like it looks like the ice cream man but much better i think it's what the ice cream man wants to be oh that's interesting um yeah it, it's got a very uh, uh like some of those old ec books like uh like tales from the crypt vibe as well where you know you kind of have like the little narrator and mm -hmm. then you just you, you know um yeah, yeah, you're right. Like the, it has the Crypt Keeper vibe to it. So yeah. yeah, basically this this book, like our first uh hotel set, four rooms, it's an anthology. Each issue is mm -hmm. a separate kind of short story, and they're all connected in, in some way um to each other. And uh -huh. it is narrated unlike Four Rooms, which was a bellhop, this is like the concierge of I guess can a motel have a concierge? I guess you call him a concierge of a motel. Um, and he narrates each, he opens each of the stories kind of like the Crypt Keeper, keeper in uh, Tales from the Crypt um, and takes you into each of these stories. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, before we get into it, I just wanted real quick. Um, so this this particular book was written by uh, John Lees. Yes. With art, and, I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm going to, probably butcher this name uh art by talibor to like and who did a lot of stuff for marvel and john lee's actually have a few other series he's written and colors by lee loffridge sorry i just want to get that out of the way no problem that's why i only pick books with names of people i can pronounce i'm glad you said that I over <laughs> yeah so the uh this story takes us into the the world of an off the beaten path in fact the path is Route 66, I believe, is what they're mm -hmm. going for in here, is uh, Piero Hot Motel. Um, mm -hmm. Is it Piero Palace or just Piero Court? Is it Piero Court? Piero, uh, yes. Piero Court Hotel, um, based on the uh, Commedia dell'arte kind of character of Piero, uh, the sad clown figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is this, I believe it has four rooms in it. I was like, wait a minute here. Four rooms? Oh, Little too parallel. On? All right, what's <laughs> going on here? Um, and then, we, of course, we go into these, these stories that are, I would say, beyond eerie, almost to the point of horrific, right? These are, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not Twilight Zone. It is more... There's some more gore in others, but it is more horror than it is eerie. Yeah, um, it's it's a little bit more horrific in the fact that at least you know when stuff happened in the Twilight Zone, they a lot of times it would make it a little bit more interesting because it kind of somehow reflected society back onto you mm -hmm. um you know there there were some of those aspects where you can kind of see the irony in some of these stories and you you know um but this some of this is just just straight up random evil acts right right and, yeah, and yeah. that's kind of what made it so disturbing the first time mm -hmm. i read read it i'm like it has no rhyme it has no reason it has no justice just evil inflicting being inflicted on passersby. Yeah. And there is usually in most of them, there's a bit of somewhat of a twist to it uh, at the end, mm -hmm. a bit of O. Henry twist to it, uh, but not always in a way that is hopeful. Um, right. So it's quite, it's quite dark, quite, uh, but again, so as we talk about hotels here, again, we see this anthology uh framework used when telling a story about a hotel in which we talked about on our first hotel set why hotels make such a great setting for a story in pop culture is because you have the ability to tell one story here move one door to the left tell a different story and they intersect these individual stories intersecting we're seeing that come come up again several times within our hotel set um 
And honestly, I'm surprised the hotel structure isn't used more often in pop culture as how effective it is. Um, I, I think the, you saw, I only saw part of, not Hotel Artemis, but um, what was that? John Hamm a hotel movie that that came out um, oh gosh oh and it had the hotel that was divided in half down the middle because it was um, uh, yeah I don't go remember. ahead I, i'll get that but you're you're gonna say something about the anthology of hotels oh yeah so yeah it, it's it's really interesting how how it's not used more often to tell this kind of story because you can separate them as much as you want, or you can integrate the, these stories as much as you want. It, it's it's all it, it's all up to the the author or whatever. And I think that's what makes it. I thought that's what, one of the coolest things about this is that. So between book one and two, you had no idea they were going to connect. I didn't. I had no idea they were going to connect. Just weird, random things happen, or weird little characters come passing by, and. Um, you're like, okay, whatever. And then in the second book, you're kind of like, oh, that that's why this happened this way, because this guy was coming from here and met this person there. And and then it just keeps getting more so the further you get into this. And I thought it was kind of cool the way, because sometimes it was just, it was so delicate. It was woven so delicately. Um, and, and you, you know, you kind of have to take a you know second look and like wait a minute oh this is why like some of them were more obviously connected than others is what i'm getting at and it was it was very creative the way they were connected yeah bad times at the el royale was the the that hotel movie oh yeah but you're right and i, I it was clever how they once in the first issue at the end when there's a guy running out who's on fire who has no relationship to the story i'm like oh okay like <laughs> i that's where i they kind of tip their hat for me but that was like the last page the last panel and i was like oh okay i can see where this is going as far as making the connections i had no idea why why that guy was on fire um but in the, one of the things that i would like to kind of see and you see it a little bit in four rooms more so than here is because hotels you have different characters in different rooms and different stories and different backgrounds it would be cool to see four stories with completely different tones uh on this one mm. this one chose to go with we're using the hotel as a framework for horror which i think as we've seen in hotel california is a perfect place to set something that is macabre right and especially yeah. where they set this hotel because this uh the um uh pierre uh, piero hotel motel is very much set on a dark desert highway and you might be driving there with cool wind in your hair, right? So it is that desert hotel, motel situation. And one of the things we're seeing in here is that we're not really separating hotels from motels, I don't think. Yeah, no. Uh, on, on this podcast set. And, and there is slight differences to them. So let's talk about the first um, story here. Can you remember uh, to give a synopsis of this first one? Um, I don't yeah. believe they have individual titles, unless I'm. Not, um, I don't see individual titles. They have. No, I don't see one for the first one here. No. Um, so the first one, and and see, the, so the first one, it's it just opens up with, um, the the narrator kind of introducing, kind of giving you a little background and. Um, a lady is driving in her car, um, and she's, she's pregnant. She checks into the, the, the Piero courts, uh, motel, hotel, whatever. And she checks into her room and you kind of find out just by her, her, her internal monologue or whatever, um, that she is running from an abusive uh, relationship which i guess is, that's putting it mildly because mm -hmm. the dude's the dude's pretty violent yeah and and this lady fearing for her life fearing for her child's life uh took off and and she's really paranoid about this guy catching up to her because she's sitting there talking to herself saying okay now he's at work he's 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 got three more hours of work and then he's gonna get home 
And then he won't be chasing us until at least then. So we have the X amount of time to rest before we need to get moving. And so she checks into the hotel and she's having these weird dreams about her baby and uh, telling, you know, her baby's like coming to her in her dream saying, you know, it's going to be all right, mommy, mommy, I'll be here for you. That's a good baby and she's voice. like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And then she goes, Oh baby, I love you so much. It's just you, you and me, help baby. Me. Hey, yeah, yeah. I got you. That's babe. all we need. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And, uh, yeah, so so they it's, say it's, you're it's... dead, but I don't care. You <laughs> bit my nipples. Now there's blood everywhere. <laughs> All things so, that happen in the story. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, Travis. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. Oh, uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, so she's ha- yeah, she has these these dreams, and but and then like, so she has these dreams about like the baby nursing with her you know and and she wakes up yeah and and like like travis just just told us in his little musical uh uh ode to sunny and share um she 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 wakes up with like a bloody nipple and she's like what the heck what's going on you know and and she's like this couldn't be real so it's very suspicious oi i got his bloody nipple (laughs) now say (laughs) what happened to me bloody bloody nipple yeah, do you think how does that how does it work when an Englishman has a bloody nipple? Because they're upset at their bloody nipple. So, like, oi, this bloody bloody nipple! Again. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't eat lunch today. I'm a little loopy. Sorry, Jay. You have, to, you have to get through this. You have to. You have to keep me on track. Blood sugar's a little low. For anyway, so yeah, yeah. So um, I don't even. Remember. Okay, yeah. So the the so what ends up happening though. So there's a demon baby in this room with this lady and who is physically coming out at night and, and like nursing draining her life force. Yeah. 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 Not draining yeah. her, but like, yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Cause because she wakes up feeling like she hasn't slept at all. She's like, I don't understand. I've slept for like 12 hours and I still feel like I haven't slept at all. And so, yeah. So this, this demon baby, and, and and she when when she finally discovers this demon baby, the demon baby, you know, is is saying, you know, it's like, you know, you don't need your baby. It's just me and you. And then the lady's like, No, I love my baby. It's like, No, I'll eat your baby, and it'll just be me and you, babe. De- demon and- baby sounds like a Beetlejuice character, <laughs> <laughs> like a like a character in the waiting room of that of Beetlejuice. Love <laughs> demon baby. It's just me and you. So, so yeah, so and. Anyway, so so Demon Baby comes out and and needless to say, the the lady does not approve of Demon Baby. In fact, mm-hmm. she's she's pretty freaking horrified of Demon Baby. Yeah. As any uh sane individual would be. And anyway, so that's from what I I see, I can't remember where it continues off yeah but so uh basically it the, ends right there yeah, yeah so no the, the good so what we find out is the the husband is uh so the demon baby has got demon powers bro and demon baby is actually causing some macabre demon shit to happen to the uh boyfriend or husband who's mm-hmm. chasing oh, him yeah, down yeah. and he takes the husband's eyeballs out demon baby takes the eyes out demon baby That's love right. eyeballs demon baby love eyes yum, uh, yum. <laughs> and so the demon baby is doing some good for her you know this guy's this guy's a schmuck so demon baby demon baby one boy, bad boyfriend zero and yeah so it's a good it's good news for this woman but then we find out this demon baby is like, "Hey, I'm I'm doing these great things for you. Didn't you, you know, don't you don't you weren't you happy to see him in pain?" And she's like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Well, all I ask is that I can replace the baby that's in your stomach. Let me mm-hmm. replace the baby in your stomach." And there's this really horrific scene where she's like, "Uh, no, I don't think so. Bye, demon baby." And he's like, "Well, I need you to say it." You know, no, because she's like, well, I love you. You're you're my baby, and because she thinks it's her baby, and he does. She doesn't know it's a demon baby, and he's like, I need you to say that I can be with you forever. And then she's like, Wait a minute, are you a demon baby? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You sound like a demon baby. 
I know exactly like, what's going like, on here. You got me. I'm Demon Baby. <laughs> um, and so it, it's a really kind of heartbreaking scene because you feel bad for Demon Baby. Like at the end, like Demon you Baby do. just wants to be loved. And there's this yeah. beautiful uh, panels of a Demon Baby, like dead in her arms, like trying to suckle at her, her uh, bloody nipples. And um, she walks out of the hotel as a man, as an eclipse is happening and a man on fire runs past her, which we'll, we'll discover later in the anthology. But Demon Baby, strong opening with Demon Baby. Yeah, yeah. And then there's that one particularly tragic panel of the lady choking the life out of Demon Baby. Oh, that's what it was. That's how, that's how Demon Baby dies. Yeah, she chokes the life out of him. She's like, I don't think so, Demon Baby. What is that called? I think Brooke Shields had that same issue with babies, right? Wasn't she like post, uh, what do they call it? Oh, like you... postpartum. 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 That's a major, she had major postpartum demon, de- demon depression. <laughs> More like yeah, like a pre-partum. Yeah, she like pre-partum. Like, I'm a strangleless baby. Um. Anyways, no. this one. Uh, uh. One of the things that happens in there is a, a stranger approaches her, like at the pool, and starts talking to her. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't know. I think one of the biggest differences between a motel and a hotel, Holiday Inn, is that in a hotel, I'm down if someone approaches me at a hotel pool and is like, hey, what are you reading? Hey, uh, what are you doing in town? Or at a hotel bar. A motel, though, I feel like there is a code. Like, motel rules, I feel, are you don't speak to other motel guests. Hotel guests can speak freely to each other. But motel guests, keep that shit to yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Motels are kind of seem like the kind of place where you're trying to avoid people mm-hmm. whereas hotels kind of like it kind of reminds you like like a like a cruise where everyone's just kind of there like yeah yeah you know hey we're here and you're here let's you know it's, yeah. it's a good time kind of thing yeah. you know good they're good saying hotels cruisers motels losers <laughs> never heard that before i don't know now we got it put it on a t-shirt all right that takes us into uh story number two and let me flip as i remember this one. Oh, okay this is a weird one um they're all weird but in, in story number two um things get a little continue during the, the supernatural phase as a husband and wife are cruising down route 66 uh and it looks like some celebratory, maybe anniversary weekend, and they check into the uh, Piero Quartz uh, Hotel. The wife's real chatty. Just a real, it's a real chatterbox, you know? Mm-hmm. Ugh, and you tell he doesn't those. like it. Yeah, yeah. I felt for at the beginning of this, uh, when she's talking, she's just talking, I'm just like, oh, this is my nightmare. This is my nightmare. And the story starts going in a way that I'm like, I understand where this guy is coming from. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. In a, in a sense, yeah, yeah. yeah. They get to the the uh, hotel, and he's already got mischief, evil deeds on his mind. He's like, "This is the last trip I'm going to take my wife." He came prepared. He is going to kill his wife on this trip. And so they go into the hotel, and they, of course, you get the narrator at the beginning treating us, uh, breaking the fourth wall, and treating the reader as if they are guests in the hotel. Mm-hmm. And warns us, you know, to stay away from the certain path behind the motel, which our couple inevitably takes. And they of course. find this kaleidoscopic pond, all kinds of multicolors. Very beautiful, very stunning, very striking. Mm-hmm. Very, very uh, psychedelic. Yeah, very psychedelic. Um, and the guy's like, This is a nice pond for my evil deeds. Well, they, uh, they go back to the uh, uh, Piero Court hotel room and. She keeps being a chatterbox. She just keeps just keeps talking and talking and talking um, and takes a sip of a drink. And we find out she's been poisoned. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Poisoning. She's like, help me, help me. And he's like, oh, take my hand. And then kah, kills her, chops her, bo- carves her body up, puts yeah, it in suitcases. Good fellas, good fellas yeah. style. Yeah. You're being a chatterbox. Go get your shine box. Uh, <laughs> and he throws her into the kaleidoscopic lake goes back to the motel doesn't take long in hitting on other women as he hits on another guest who we have seen this is demon baby mom um and then that conversation is interrupted as his wife 
who he just threw her chopped up corpse in the pond is back to life. And she is just as chatty as ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And doesn't remember a thing. And so I just want to correct one thing. So I did find a title for this one. This one's called Room Two: The Three Deaths of Muriel Stanfield. Oh, that's a good name for uh, that's a good name for it. Right on the nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Location Doesn't stray and plot summary. <laughs> Doesn't stray too much. I think we could have. I you, you know what? I'm gonna edit all that out, and we're just gonna say the title because that that summarizes the whole story. <laughs> Next. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So uh, she. He throws her into this, into the, the psychedelic, you know, uh, uh, LSD pond. And she's back. Like, like you just said, she's back into the hotel and she didn't remember getting chopped up. She remembers getting poisoned and she's like totally offended by it. She's like, I, I can't believe you did that to me. You know? And, and he's just sitting there with his mouth open like a moron. And, um, the probably like one of the most gruesome parts I've ever seen. You know, he sees her standing there. He sees her talking and he grabs an ax. That's just, just sitting there by the, the, the table there. And like pretty much in mid sentence, she's like, well, maybe we should. And he just hacks half of her face off. Yeah. And the, the half that she hacks that he hacks off sticks to the ceiling. <laughs> Horrifically. Uh, illustrated. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's pretty graphic, and then just blood just spewing out of her neck and the part of her face that's still on her body, and then yeah, just... you're not gonna be able to clean that up no matter how much you try. Oh yeah, no, he doesn't even care because yeah. he he thinks he's going crazy, and yeah. he just hacks her up, and um, he he keeps hacking her up and hacking her up, and 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 much to his surprise, she just starts like mending right right in front of him. Yep, starts many in front of him. Uh, and then she has this conversation. She's very cool with this. She's just like more annoyed than anything that he would keep killing her over and over again. And they had mm-hmm. this bargain. Like he's like, listen, I, you are dead. I threw you in a suitcase. You're in this pond. And she's like, I'm not. And he goes, well, let's go look. But if we go look and we find your body in these suitcases at the bottom of the pond, I get to, I, I get to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. He's like, he's like, are you a ghost or, or a demon baby by any chance? Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm not a demon no. baby. <laughs> demon no. ba- that sounds like something a demon baby would say. <laughs> sounds exactly like a demon baby would say. That sounds like demon baby I'm trickery. Old, I'm going to need an old priest and a young priest, which we're going to get <laughs> here in a little bit. Um, and so he swims down to this bottom of uh, this, um, what I'm calling Woodstock Lake here um, and finds this. Uh, suitcase and he's he's just like okay you ready I, i'm gonna enjoy you seeing your own dead body he opens it up and this moss-like creature comes out grabs him pulls him into the suitcase the wife has a chance to reach out her hand and possibly help him but echoes the same panel style as when he reached out her hand and she lets him drown in the suitcase with in the lake Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she basically just while a zips bunny while a bunny up. watches. Yeah, while that black creepy little black bunny sits there with I'm those sappy bunny. eyes. It's me, demon bunny. <laughs> the watcher bunny. <laughs> I like to watch. And yeah, <laughs> now, see, that's taking it to a whole different place. <laughs> so so yeah, so she she puts him back in the suitcase and kicks his ass back in the toxic you know, uh, nuclear sludge lake and, uh, off he goes. Yeah. Uh, it makes you think about, um, we talked about this is, this is the second time we've seen real domestic strife. We saw it in four rooms with, uh, the couple arguing in four rooms, hotels, great place to have a knockdown drag out disagreement with your, uh, significant other, apparently in pop culture. Yeah, I guess so. It pretty much pretty much makes the 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 setting. Well, we talked about know. it. It's that there's that sense of 
you're traveling there you're spending probably beyond sometimes beyond your means sometimes uh, there's an expectation to have fun and if you're not having fun all the time then it can breed more stress and more things and and uh if you're with the chatterbox 24 7 that can really really stress things out mm, yeah it makes it like the the setting of like a perfect storm you know like we were saying emotions uh, you know lack of sleep maybe maybe your your money's depleting maybe your you or your significant other spending more money than you had budgeted now you're you know getting tense and yeah yeah and yeah boop exactly eruption that takes us to our third story which let's see if it has a title since the second one did uh, i don't see it uh, yeah it's it's right there on the title page where right underneath the hotel logo it's it's home it says room three home oh i, I don't know if i'm do, it's you, it's in a, there it's like a, four or five pages are in you there. reading the kindle oh okay okay gotcha okay um anyways this one follows a journalist who is on the trail of her missing sister that went missing years ago um and there was a serial killer I was doing some horrific things to his victims. He was taking them and killing them and basically turning them into human furniture. Mm-hmm. Which was, they showed. They yeah, showed yeah, a nice that, couple pictures of that. To me, the most graph, the most horrifying images in this book were the uh, from this from this uh, uh, story. Uh, mm-hmm. The characters being turned into um, furniture. Um, not because it was g- gruesome, just because they didn't seem like stable furniture. And yeah. I, and one thing I can't stand is shoddy workmanship. <laughs> um, and so she's and she so she's on the trail of the serial killer uh, who she suspects. Oh, uh, well, he she knows uh, actually had kidnapped his. Uh, he had abducted her sister and uh-huh. taken her to the Piero courts hotel and it was her last the last known place she uh one of the people that he had also abducted escaped that's how she knows that her sister was there so she goes back to the scene of the crime to try to get some closure or more evidence she checks into the room as our narrator again uh introduces us our concierge introduces us to the story um he says hey don't stay here overnight like it's if you bring bad stuff here it amplifies it. Yeah. If you bring your problems here, they are going to be amplified. And she's like, I got to, I got to figure this out. She hears like scratching in the walls. She thinks she sees the ghost of her sister or something that's like her sister. And so she's about to leave, get out of there. Cause her sister's like, get out, get out. Yeah. We got yeah. demon babies. We got Woodstock lakes. It's not a good place. And so she's about to go, and all of a sudden the floor opens up, and she sees a secret passageway under the floor. There's a cool layout in the panels of the, of the map of the bottom of the hotel. And as she's crawling around here, she sees that she can see into all the rooms. There's like some weird, creepy voyeur person down there, checking out, scoping out all these rooms, at least the four rooms. And then she sees the corpse of her sister hanging in the bowels of the Pierre Court Hotel before our serial killer who has been living in the bowels of this hotel the whole time comes out and he's spindly as all get up and uh yeah like golem looking chasing her through the 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 undergrounds of this hotel before he finally catches her ties her up and you'd think there would be some kind of reckoning for this woman nope she's just another victim yeah and and that's okay so let me back up for just a second here. One of the, the, the weird supernatural elements about this hotel is that the, the narrator says that it, it's only visible at, to certain people. Like if it doesn't yeah. want to be found, it's not going to be found. And so this journalist lady, she's been going up and down route 66 in the, the, this one area for for years trying to find this hotel and and she's starting to think that that the guy that escaped this serial killer is is just crazy he's like you don't know what you're talking about this hotel doesn't exist it's a myth it's a legend whatever and then yeah and then this one particular night it appeared to her and that's why she went in there and 
and and it do do some investigative journalism and yeah she's this perfectly innocent person that becomes a victim and now she's trapped in this hotel strapped up right next to the corpse of her uh, the decayed corpse of her sister and uh yeah that's it's a hard one to swallow much... because she didn't do anything wrong as a character yeah. to deserve that that fate usually right. there's like uh okay let's maybe you're an asshole you know and like you're you know you don't have to do much for the audience to be like okay well you know what you weren't that great of a person uh but yeah there was nothing she she just fell victim to the 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 motel right um and also a reason why motels can be creepy oftentimes when you're pulling into a motel it is oftentimes at night right uh uh-huh. uh we know that motels are cheaper so they attract a different kind of fare some people live in motels like rock stars would live in motels and things like that and and travel around so it tends to attract maybe sometimes a seedier clientele you know a couple of bad right. seeds um and you know i think one of the things that this story does is I believe this with theaters. I've been in lots of theaters uh, where you feel the energy of past performances and all that creativity through decades and Mm. decades, sometimes centuries, if it's a really old theater and you're like, wow, this is like hollowed ground. Like I could feel the creativity. This feels like a place to create. Um, And I think, with hate that can work too i mean there's lots of horror haunted house that's what you know basically what a haunted house movie is right is the idea that so much bad has happened here that it's actually stained the cosmic vibrations of the place uh and only bad things can happen because it's created this rut this routine and i think that that can happen and and hotels in general hotels or motels um there are hotels that have been around for hundred like a hundred years, hundred and fifty years, these you know, they've been remodeled and restructured, but they still have the bones of their original um structures. And how much joy and hate if you go into a hotel room of a hotel that is over a hundred years old, someone's died in that room. Oh yeah. Something not maybe not just died, but Something sinister has probably happened or in there. beaten yeah. or, you know, whatever it is, you know, uh, and that seems to be what this book is picking up on is that a place can uh, that is especially a place that has so much turnover um, and so many stories coming through that if a story or a type of tone repeats over and over again, you can actually feel it. You can feel it in some people's houses, too. We're like, hey, come over for some uh, beers. And I'm like, mm, this place is not a good vibe. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting that you pick up on that. Um, remind me, I, I want to tell you something when we're done with this. Okay. Yeah, but I agree with you. I, I definitely think that, uh, that evil um, is A, real, and B um is an energy and it can it could be absorbed in a room in 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 the atmosphere in of a place um for sure i mean i have been in old places and you can it's for some reason you're just your skin starts to crawl and then i i i I talked to other people that have been there and they said same thing yeah it, it, it that place has an evil energy about it and so I definitely believe that 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 is a fact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, that seems to be what's going on. And it's this thing that can make hotels kind of fun, too, is there is a sense that when you go into a hotel that people have lived their lives in these rooms, that it's older than you, that it has a history beyond that. In fact, some hotels actually make their rep- reputation off their history. This was yeah. a hotel that Wyatt Earp stayed in. This is where Billy the Kid was gunned down. This is where, like we talked about with the uh, the riot house, this is where um, uh, Led Zeppelin threw a foam party on this floor, right? Or <laughs> this is the balcony where, you know, Robert Plant said, I'm a golden god. So people want 
to go spend time where history happened. Now, some mm-hmm. people will pay big bucks to go stay in a haunted hotel, or you can go stay in the haunted hotel room to chase that that high. But oftentimes, it doesn't have to be haunted. It could be like something where something fun happened, like a rock star partied, or where a movie star was staying when they shot a movie, or where a prince, like you know, a Prince of Wales, you know, his where he stays when he goes on on there and things like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's a haunted hotel, famous haunted hotel in Jerome here yeah. that everybody flocks to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, people do. It's an attraction. All right, that takes us to uh, story number four, which I'll let you set up the premise to. Okay, so yeah, this one's titled Room 4, Blot Out the Sun. And this one, um, I love a good possession story. Um, And it starts out with uh, a man and a priest and a little boy. And (laughs) I know that that's probably, you know, imaginations can go to horrible places like that. But anyway, so this, the, the boy is, is this man's son and he brought along a priest because he believes that his son is possessed. He's got a, he's got a demon and that's why he's acting all crazy. And he, he took him away from, from the city and from prying eyes so that this, priest and and the boy's father can perform this exorcism on him and um it turns out the, the the priest is kind of a surly dude like he's not like the kindest of of gentlemen and so he's a little bit rough with the guy's son and the guy goes you know hey you know take it easy you know yeah maybe he's he's got a demon in him right now but it's still my son. So settle down. And the priest was like, well, whatever, I'm going to go take a walk and, and, and we'll, we'll start our, our exorcism, you know, a little bit later. And so the, the priest leaves the father and son alone. And the son's sitting there going, you know, dad, get me out of here. This guy's crazy. He, he's, he, he, uh, there's nothing wrong with me. Okay. You know, mom said, you know, I, I've been diagnosed with, with bipolar disorder it's a real thing dad i don't have a demon i'm not possessed mm, you know you, you're going off you're going off the, like off the demon deep end baby right there sound a yeah, lot sounds like, like a de- demon, demon baby. speak yeah that, that tricky little demon baby he's, he's gaslighting his dad <laughs> you're crazy so, dad you're crazy <laughs> so anyway so the, the priest comes back and um the, he starts talking to the kid. He, he lets the dad sleep, and and it's the priest and the little the little boy, the teen. I don't know. Why I call him a little boy. He's a teenager, and they're up in the middle of the night, and the little boy is just talking to the priest. He's like, hey, you know, hey man, there's nothing wrong with me. Just, just let me go. I, I won't say anything to anybody. Whatever. And then he goes, you know, and you don't exactly have the best track record either. There's that time back in, I don't even remember what the specific was, back in old Mexico yeah. when, uh, with you and that kid. And then the guy's like, what? I never told anybody that. And then the, the teenager starts kind of yeah, demonically yeah. laughing. Yeah. And turns out kid is a demon. There is a demon in that kid. Demon team. Which, Yeah. <laughs> sequel to teen wolf too yeah. <laughs> um so okay so one of the things that that uh i really admire about uh, some of the the uh the some comics are uh panel placement right you put certain panels you, you arrange on the uh, on certain pages and i really really wish so on the on the, on the same page, you got a panel with the, the priest kind of looking like what the like what did you say? And the kid demonically la- start laughing, and the priest getting really surprised. And then at the the very bottom panel is the boy with the demon face. And I'm like, dang, how awesome would it have been if you turned the page and then you would have seen the, the demon face, right. you know, on the next page? And, and it's like, gosh, that was such a missed opportunity. I feel because it's a really good demon design face. Uh... Uh, yeah, 
it's it's really creepy. Um, and you're right, that would have been a nice um, spread there. Yeah, if you had gotten that. Oh, his teeth are terrifying. <laughs> That's what you focus on. Yes, yeah, not those man. creepy eyes. Not no, the, the you eyes know. are fine. Like I, you know, he just looks like he's in deep sleep. It's nice. You just focus on his nice British smile. I there. like how, like, when he turns to a demon too, his hair gets all like Goku. <laughs> yeah, it gets kind of anime. Um, so yeah, and, and then just crazy stuff starts happening. The demon just rises up and. And he starts just, you know, blasting fire out of his hands and and kills the priest, sets the guy on fire. And... Oh, man, how are we going to get out of the situation? It's almost like we're going to need an ex machina to come in and, and solve this problem for us. <laughs> and so the thing we haven't mentioned, or maybe Travis mentioned it briefly earlier, is um, there there's an eclipse coming. And this eclipse... Um, the the guy the the narrator the the, the caretaker talks about it to to all the customers. Hey, you're gonna see the eclipse? Hey, the eclipse coming? Hey, about that eclipse? It's gonna go gonna go watch the eclipse? And everybody's like, oh yeah, sure. He's pushing yeah, this eclipse like a like a yeah. like a breakfast buffet. He's pushing this thing. <laughs> and so when the when the eclipse comes, um, uh, like a, a okay. So forgive me if. Correct me when I when I go astray here, but there's a a, a painting of uh, Piero who was uh, like a, a mime. He was like a character, a pantomime character in, uh, in in the 1700s in Europe. And there was a painting of him on the wall at this hotel, at the lobby of this hotel that the the, the caretaker is always dusting and always talking to. And he comes out of the painting, this this Piero, and he goes and he kind of starts to to set things uh, uh, kind of, I don't know if he starts to set things right, but he starts meddling in, in all the in all the stories and kid and and he, he backs him away and then he, he sees dead demon baby and and the pregnant lady and her abusive husband that's that's coming to get her and and he breathes he actually breathes life back into demon baby okay this is probably one of the most disturbing parts right here he that's called he breathes that's called life. redeeming the demon Re yes yeah. <laughs> redemonizing and he stuffs him down the the abusive husband guy's throat and so baby demon like crawls into the guy's stomach and so now the dude's sitting there pregnant with a demon baby mm -hmm. no eyeballs <laughs> he's gonna have a hard time raising that demon baby without seeing oh yeah yeah they're, those they're mischievous those demon babies yeah and so life turns demon out demon okay. baby did you eat all the cereal demon baby <laughs> did you pick out all the all the marshmallows from the lucky charms again <laughs> demon baby <laughs> and so life turns out okay for a uh, pregnant lady. Life turns out okay for demon the boy. kid who had – yeah, for demon boy who had yeah. the demon because uh, Piero actually like took the evil demon out of the boy and killed the demon. And so now the, the boy is just sitting there going, uh, okay, my dad's dead. The, the father, that creepy father, priest guy uh, is dead. And so him and pregnant lady team up and they're like, let's get out of here, teen child. And he's yeah. like, okay. And then life turned out okay for uh, the, the lady that got chopped up in the suitcase. She just kind of took off. Yeah. Did she, and, I thought she stayed in the hotel. I thought she's kind or, of. I did she stay in the hotel? I think her and the uh, guy in the walls are kind of starting like a little relationship. Oh, that's kind of hot. Because she's like, oh, you listen so well. And he's on the other side of the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So she stays there. But the only one that, that really didn't get any resolution. kind of resolution or justice is that poor freaking journalist. Yeah. Lady. She's still tied up tied up in, in the, the inner part of the, the hotel, which kind of reminded me of Interstellar. Did you ever see Interstellar? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like in the book, the cosmic library. Yeah, yeah. Where he can see 
like from the inside out. And so I thought that was pretty cool that they did that. So yeah, yeah. So she does, yeah, she does kind of start hanging out with that serial killer. Um, so yeah, and in fact, she says, oh, with Bobby gone, uh, I did worry about being alone, but I'm not, am I? You're such a good listener. Uh, I think you understand me. Yeah, and then and you see the demon guy or the the serial killer in the on the other side of the wall, kind of like caressing the wall. Yeah, yeah. Real creepy. Like, oh yeah, yeah dude. It's super good. This whole series was super creepy, and uh, that's kind of why I liked it. You know, with with as as much stuff that that I've absorbed that's creepy, it's hard to out creep me at 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 forty six years old. Mm-hmm. It's hard to out creep me, but this did it. <laughs> I, really like, I really like the the quote unquote runtime for these stories. Yeah, they're really quick. It's a really quick read. Uh, you almost read them one at a time because it they are creepy enough to sit with you for a little bit. You can roll through these in like a shit if you want, you know. Um, oh yeah. But uh, they're almost so kind of macabre and dark and creepy that you 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 read one, you sit with it for a little bit, then you read the next one, and you sit through for it and read the next one, which is one of the great things about an anthology is you can kind of soak up the story before you move to the next one. Unlike our film version of that media where it's, we're rolling right into the next room. You know, you don't really have time to, to digest the rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a fair, fairly decent job of, of tying them all together. Even, even if only tangentially uh, tying the stories together, I don't think either of our anthology hotel stories have done as good of a job in tying those rooms together as I think can be yeah. done with the backdrop of a hotel. I can't think of a movie or a, uh, a story that does that really well with ho- hotels. So maybe it's still out there creators. You can, really make a, uh, a hotel anthology story that ties well into all the rooms with a nice twist at the end or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I thought it was good. And the art, I mean, the art is is very, it's not image, but it feels almost like house image uh, as far as that's concerned. And it works with this one. The colorings are dark, uh, uh, but there's pops of color where there need to be. Um, like I said, there are maybe some missed opportunities with the panel layouts, but the the dialogue is strong. The narration is strong. It, it feels like uh, that this story is flushed out. At the end of the Kindle version, you get um, some conversation with the writer, the creator, as he talks mm-hmm. about where this kind of came out from and how he got the book published and things like that. Um, so, yeah, all in all, kind of a, a cool... A look at motels it's not the jaws of motels this is this isn't going to keep you out of motels it just <laughs> kind of re-emphasizes i think what pop culture has shown us about motels right there's no really happy motel stories yeah except maybe at the the, the love motel did, the you love ever, did you ever see the florida project huh uh, that's a great. One. Oh, yeah. oh, with William Defoe. Is it the Florida Project? I think it's called the Florida Project. I believe, yeah. Uh huh. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, Defoe, I didn't. See it. That's great, and that takes that's a big motel, dark, kind of depressing, with moments of of levity, certainly. Uh, but again, just that. It's like the ruins of motels are kind of like the ruins of hotels. You know the. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'd be a little harsh because I guess motels are a great chain for cheap travel lodgings that are necessary when you're when you're on a budget or you're out in the middle of nowhere. Motel eights, motel sixes. Uh, those are I've stayed in plenty of those. Um, they've uh, been great, and they're not as dirty or dingy as this they do a pretty Mm. good job but i like the pop culture version of a motel as being these you know almost uh i guess like moss isley's yeah yeah (laughs) these these yeah ports for outcasts yeah Yeah. outsiders on there it'll be interesting to see uh if any of our songs deal with outcast lodgings Mm. anything else you wanted to uh discuss about this book 
before we let the audience know what we have next for our final hotel set episode? Um, I just want to say that I, I agree with you about the, the pace of these, these four books. I think if you're, you know, I guess if you, unless you're like lock and key, unless you're Joe Hill, but I think a, a horror story uh, uh, is better at a, at a little bit of a quicker pace um, because you're right. Y- y- you can blow through these, you know, in, and uh, you know, one after the other, but the imagery and, and the story you do get is so heavy. You can't help, but digest it. You can't help mm-hmm. it, it, but it gets stuck in your brain. You're like, what the heck did I just see? My gosh. Yeah. And then you go, anyway, she's a human chandelier. Man. Yeah. <laughs> he hung her up it's by the over, ceiling, man. It's, she's a human chandelier, <laughs> man. <laughs> so yeah and that's what i really love about it and and one of my pet peeves about comics is when an author will not let the artist tell the story will not let the art tell the story and it just gets so wordy i mean i remember when i was doing a, a comic book review podcast a year ago i don't even remember the name of this crappy book but it was literally all words with you can see artwork peeking out of these massive word bubbles and massive narrative uh, uh, blocks where it was like all, you know, and that's fine. And I'm not saying I don't like to read, but a comic book has a proper way to tell a story. Just like if you want to tell a story uh, with a novel, you know, or you, or with a, with a, a film, there are proper ways to effectively tell a story using those individual mediums. If you try to, 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 to stray some of those with some of what works in those different mediums, you're going to have disastrous results. And, um, you know, at this point with that comic, it became, uh, like an illustrated novel. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it was. It wasn't a yeah. comic. It was a, a a novel with some a little bit of illustration on each page. Mm-hmm. You know, it became like Diary of a Wimpy Kid or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one did you know? a really good job of making you feel kind of trapped. I mean, there wasn't, you know, when you got in the rooms, kind of all the rooms were the interiors the same, but we got a little bit of the courtyard, we got a little bit of the underground of the hotel, we got some of in the parking lot. It really kind of helped you feel the isolatedness. The art helped establish the isolation of this motel uh and it certainly helped uh put some really creepy gory images in your head uh that help the the story as opposed to hamper like that demon baby yeah it, the art of that makes it much more terrifying than oh this woman has a baby who's a demon and trying to possess her mm, that's not so creepy but when you see the design of that baby you're like oh that would be terrifying yeah. <laughs> yeah i totally agree totally agree oh anyway so yeah. what 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 we have in store uh next episode is travis and i have compiled a playlist uh that is hotel themed mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. i i plucked seven seven songs travis plucked seven songs out of you know out of the ethos mm-hmm. out of it and, and we, we we put it together and that's what we're going to talk about next episode yeah it's going to allow us as we wrap up um and this might be what we do when we do uh sets is after we talk about some movies some books and some other music it's the comp- pile a playlist which is going to allow us to review some of our ideas that we that we discovered along the way uh and it will allow us to fill in some holes of some things that we didn't get to say that are attached to our big idea of hotels that we might not have gotten the chance to talk about uh especially maybe hopefully more the lighter side of hotels maybe in a couple of these uh uh uh, tracks Uh, (laughs) so to emphasize some of the things we talked about to fill in some gaps uh and to put the hotel set to bed that's right Go to like, bed, demon do you baby. Do like a tuck or do you like a no tuck? 
Jay, new <laughs> sheets and hotel sheets, Seinfeld style. I, like, a tuck or no tuck? A no tuck. You never know when you have to get away from that demon baby. I don't like. I don't like a tuck either. I don't like a tuck mm. either. It's too tight. Too tight. Yeah. It's too yeah. tight. <laughs> Anyways, you can look forward to that. We will put that list up on the Pop Bonsai podcast. Of course, during the show, we'll link it in the show notes when that show goes up. And until then, we will catch you on the next Pop Wave. Bonsai!